Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 24 called God's Triumph Over the Earth. Ezekiel 16. It's going to get brighter, but I told you it's going to start a little dark. These are the sins of Israel, but they could spill over to a lot of different nations. Ezekiel 16, 14. Then your fame went forth among the nations on account of your beauty, for it was perfect because of my splendor, which I bestowed upon you, declares the Lord God. Ezekiel 16, 15. But you trusted in your beauty and you played the harlot because of your fame. You poured out your harlotries on every passerby who might be willing. You took some of your clothes and made for yourself high places of various colors and played the harlot on them, which should never have come about nor happen. You also took your beautiful jewels and made of my gold and of my silver, which I had given you, and made for yourself male images that you might play the harlot with them. And then you took your embroidered cloth, 18, and covered them and offered my oil and my incense before them. Also my bread, which I gave you, fine flour, oil, and honey with which I fed you, you would offer before them for a soothing aroma. And so it happened, declares the Lord God. And moreover, you took your sons and daughters, whom you had borne to me, the firstborn, and you sacrificed them to idols, To be devoured, were your harlotries too small a matter? You slaughtered my children and offered them up to idols by causing them to pass through the fire. And besides all your abominations and harlotries, you did not remember the days of your youth when you were naked and bare and squirming in your blood. And then it came about after all your wickedness, woe, woe to you, declares the Lord God that you built yourself a shrine, made yourself a high place in every square. You built, uh, you built yourself a high place at the top of every street and made your beauty abominable. And I'm sorry, but this is the Bible. And you spread your legs to every passerby to multiply your harlotry. God says, this is what you did with my stuff? I gave you the earth? I gave you everything in it? I made you, Israel, go back to Isaiah. I made you the apple of my eye. And what did you do? I mean, you have to hear the heart of heaven here. And that heart of heaven still looks upon the world now. And, of course, we don't call the gods Molech and Baal anymore. But we have different names for them, but they haven't really changed. And God says, I'm going to come. And I'm going to deal with the earth. The new wine, this is Isaiah 24, 7, mourns. The vine decays. All the merry-hearted sigh. Verse 8. The gaiety of tambourines ceases. The noise, the songs here of revelers stops. Their music stops. This is the day that the music died. The gaiety of the harp ceases. They do not drink wine with song. Strong drink is bitter to those who drink it. Let me read the NIV. This is verses 8 and 9, Isaiah 24. The gaiety of the tambourines is stilled. 
The noise of revelers has stopped. The joyful harp is silent. No longer do they drink wine with a song. The beer is bitter to its drinkers. Picture here, remember I told you there's the city of man and the city of God. In the city of man, one of the things that they do is they alcohol becomes one of the chief ways to either escape or so-called celebrate. Now, this is not an indictment on wine drinking. This is a picture of the world. This is what they have. They can drown their sorrows in beer and wine and strong drink. They can go maybe and think that that's somehow going to make them merry. This is what they do. This is the party atmosphere. But when the judgment of God is coming, not even their beer will do it anymore. One writer says their beer has become flat. Their wine cannot even produce the escape and the merriness that they so desire. Bad news here, bad news there, and maybe I can drink it away. Maybe I can drown my sorrows in alcohol, but God says when this day comes, your beer and your wine won't even work anymore. The world's condition will be so radical that though you will try to escape to that, you're not going to find any hope in the bottle. And there are a bunch of people today that are trying to escape there, right? We try to go to these places that we might find somehow something to soothe that which ails us. We go, we go somewhere other than God. And in the city of man, that's all you can do because you don't have God. So the gods of the ancients, this is what they did. They had a god, a wine god named Bacchus. And the way you worshipped him is you got drunk. So you, so you drank a bunch of wine to worship this god. Or you did this abominable activity to worship that god. That's what the ancients did. That was part of their so-called uh, religion. And so, notice how it culminates. This is tohu. That's the Hebrew word. This is the city of chaos. If you go there, if you buy their, what they're selling, if you buy their goods, if you drink deeply into their waters, here's what you're going to get. At some point, your life will become chaos. It's going to come sooner. It's going to come later. But you're going to find, and as uh, scholars look at the word for chaos, I mentioned tohu because this is the word from Genesis 1-2. When the earth was formless and, remember, void. It was a lump of clay out on, the, out on the, uh, the celestial sky. It was prior to the hands of the potter bringing the life to it, bringing the vitality to it. It was just formless and void without life. And then the spirit of the living God was brooding over the waters and God said, let there be Light, and there was light. It was God who brought something to that pottery, to that clay. He gave it life. He gave it form. But the city of chaos kicked him out. They don't want his hands messing with life. So what do they get? They get a life of chaos. And scholars say that chaos is probably not even the best translation. It's probably more uh, without form or voidlessness or that which is empty, that which is nothingness. That's all it is. The city of man is a city of chaos. It can never bring what it promises to those who enter its gates. It's without form. 
It's broken down. Look at verse 10. It's confused. Every house is shut up so that none may enter. Now, one book to your right is Jeremiah. Go there. Jeremiah is going to give us a picture of this chaos. He foresees it in his prophecy. Look at Jeremiah 4. Isaiah, next book is Jeremiah 4. Look at verse 22. Jeremiah 4.22, For my people are foolish. Here's the issue. They know me not. They are stupid children. Yes, that's biblical. (laughs) And they have no understanding. Jeremiah 4.22, They are shrewd to do evil, but to do good they do not know. I looked on the earth, says Jeremiah, And behold, note it, it was formless and void. And to the heavens, and they had no light. I looked on the mountains, and behold, they were quaking, and on all the hills moved to and fro. I looked, and behold, there was no man. All the birds of the heavens had fled. I looked, 26, and behold, the fruitful land was a wilderness, and all its cities were pulled down before the Lord. Notice this judgment language, before his fierce anger. For thus says the Lord, the whole land shall be a desolation, yet I will not execute a complete destruction. For this earth shall mourn, and the heavens above be dark, because, notice this again, I have spoken. I have purposed, and I will not change my mind nor will I turn from it. It's reminiscent. Go back to Isaiah. This is Proverbs 14, 11, and 12. Write it down for your notes. The house of the wicked will be destroyed. Proverbs 14, 11, and 12. But the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way which seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. So God says, the city of man is bright, And it looks promising. But all it can do is bring formlessness, void. The picture of every person uh, shutting the door of his house back in Isaiah 24. If you look at the last part of verse 10, it says, Every house is shut up so that none may enter. Picture a last day scenario where things have become so difficult. We know in the book of Revelation it says that If you don't take the mark of the beast, you won't be able to buy or sell. Well, how do you think, how neighborly do you think people will be in those days? I think it's going to be every man for himself. I think it's going to get really ugly. And I think if the church is here, it's going to be a good good time to be a Christian and have genuine Christian friends. (laughs) Now, some... Many are hoping for the rapture. If that position is correct, praise the Lord. Because this is some ugly stuff. But if we are here, then the people of God are going to need to band together. And the world, according to Jesus' words, are going to turn even on family members, according to Matthew 24. And there will be parents turning against children and sisters against brothers. And it's going to be an ugly time, a very difficult time for the earth. There is an outcry, 11, in the streets concerning the wine. All joy turns to gloom. 
the gaiety of the earth is banished. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. They know me not. They are stupid children. Yes, that's biblical. (laughs) And they have no understanding. Jeremiah 4.22, they are shrewd to do evil, but to do good they do not know. I looked on the earth, says Jeremiah, and behold, note it, it was formless and void. And to the heavens, and they had no light. I looked on the mountains, and behold, they were quaking, and on all the hills moved to and fro. I looked, and behold, there was no man. All the birds of the heavens had fled. I looked, 26, and behold, the fruitful land was a wilderness, and all its cities were pulled down before the Lord. Notice this judgment language, before his fierce anger. For thus says the Lord, the whole land shall be a desolation, yet I will not execute a complete destruction. For this earth shall mourn, and the heavens above be dark, because, notice this again, I have spoken. I have purposed, and I will not change my mind, nor will I turn from it. It's reminiscent, go back to Isaiah this is Proverbs 14, 11, and 12. Write it down for your notes. The house of the wicked will be destroyed. Proverbs 14, 11, and 12. But the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way which seems right to a man. But in the end, it leads to death. So God says, the city of man is bright and it looks promising. But all it can do is bring formlessness, void. The picture of every person uh, shutting the door of his house back in Isaiah 24, if you look at the last part of verse 10, it says every house is shut up so that no, none may enter. Picture a last day scenario where things have become so difficult. We know in the book of Revelation it says that if you don't take the mark of the beast, you won't be able to buy or sell. Well, how do you think How neighborly do you think people will be in those days? I think it's going to be every man for himself. I think it's going to get really ugly. And I think if the church is here, it's going to be a good good time to be a Christian and have genuine Christian friends. (laughs) Now, some, many, are hoping for the rapture. If that position is correct, praise the Lord. Because this is some ugly stuff. But if we are here, then the people of God are going to need to band together and the world, according to Jesus' words, are going to turn even on family members, according to Matthew 24. And there will be parents turning against children and sisters against brothers. And it's going to be an ugly time, a very difficult time for the earth. 
There is an outcry, 11, in the streets concerning the wine. All joy turns to gloom. The gaiety of the earth is banished. Desolation, 12, is left in the city. And the gate, the gate speaks of defenses of the city, is battered to ruins. There's no more defenses. For thus it will be in the midst of the earth, among the peoples, as the shaking of an olive tree, as the gleanings when the grape harvest is over. This is going to be the harvest of the earth is ripe and God is putting in the sickle. And if we ended this verse, everybody's going to go home like Eeyore. Right? But then all of a sudden, something happens in the text. And I love little nuggets like this. Watch what happens now. They, in contrast to everything that's been happening to those in the city of man, they raise their voices. Notice, they shout for joy. They cry out from the west concerning the majesty of the Lord. Who are these people? The world is dark. Judgment has come. Everything's being shaken and and changed around and God's fury is coming upon the earth and people are trying to go to the wine and they can't and there's no more music in the bars and everybody's just down and out. But a song begins to rise in the West. And these people, 14, are singing about the majesty of the Lord. The praise of the Lord, His glory, His majestic ways. Who would be singing in days like this? Well, I would submit to you only people who know the God of majesty. As all this is going on, therefore, notice how this goes worldwide now. This is the songs of the godly remnant, the celebrating of God's righteous judgment. Notice, therefore, 15, glorify the Lord in the east, or the dawning light, New King James. The name of the Lord, the God of Israel, he's the true God, in the coastlands of the sea. Now the world is summoned from east to west. Jesus says, Just as the lightning flashes from the east to the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. And this group, this remnant on the earth, sees the righteous judgments of the Lord. And they begin to sing songs of praise to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to the God of Israel. By the way, I have a friend that's studying the ancient picture language in Hebrew, and he was showing us some things And he's talking about how in Hebrew, the Jews will say Hashem for God or the name. They don't want to say Yahweh, but they'll just say Hashem. In the original picture language, the name, get this means, the destroyer of chaos. That's what God's name means. God destroys the chaos. And all God's people said, is that you? I know that's me. He's destroyed the chaos that I created in my life. I can't even blame anybody else. People contributed to it, don't get me wrong, but I wasn't alone. But sometimes I was leading the way. And there's songs that rise. And it's reminiscent of the book of Revelation. Remember when the... uh, Judgments of God are coming down and the people start singing. i got to take you there. 
It's just too exciting. Go to Revelation 15. If you hit the concordance, you've gone too far. Just go, go to the left a little bit. <laughs> Revelation 15, look at verse 1. Revelation 15, 1. And I saw another sign in heaven, Revelation 15, 1. Great and marvelous. Seven angels who had seven plagues, which are the last, because Revelation 15, 1, in them the wrath of God is finished. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mixed with fire. I wrote in my Bible, that sounds like a red sea. And those who had come off victorious from the beast, from his image, and from the number of his name, that's 666, standing on the sea of glass, holding harps of God. Don't get thrown off with the harps. That could just be something like a modern guitar. And they sang, notice they're singing, the song of Moses, the bondservant of God, and the song, not only his song, but the song of the Lamb sang. Notice what they sing. Great and marvelous are thy works, O Lord God, the Almighty. Righteous and true are thy ways, thou King of the nations. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify, think of his majesty, thy name. For thou alone art holy. All the nations will come and worship before they think of from the east to the west. For thy righteous acts have been revealed. Go to Revelation 19. Revelation 19. Look at verse 1. After these things, I heard a voice. I heard, as it were, a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven. Revelation 19.1 saying, Hallelujah. That means praise the Lord. Salvation and glory and power belong to our God because His judgments are righteous and true, or true and righteous. For He has judged the great harlot who was corrupting the earth with her immorality. He has avenged the blood of his bondservants on her. And a second time they said, Hallelujah, her smoke rises up forever and ever. I haven't heard a worship song like that, but it could be cool if one of you want to write it. And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God, who sits on the throne saying, Amen, Hallelujah. And a voice came from the throne saying, Give praise to our God, all you his bondservants. Sing. You who fear him, the small and the great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude as the sound of many waters. This is the praise services to come, brothers and sisters. And as the sound of mighty peals of thunders, thunder saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him for the marriage or the marriage supper of the Lamb has come. His bride has made herself ready. There's going to be singing going on. It's going to be cool. You've been listening to God's Triumph Over the Earth, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. That was Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 24. Hey, if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, our Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. With our app, you can learn more about Living Truth Christian Fellowship, the church behind Walk in Truth, 
where Pastor Michael serves as senior pastor. If you're local to Southern California, the app gives you updates and information about upcoming Bible studies, free events, and services, both for you and your kids. Hey, if you live outside Southern California, you can still benefit from our Living Truth app. You can listen or watch Pastor Michael's previous teachings, and you can contact the church if you have any questions or comments. You can download the free Living Truth app in your app store. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word before we go. Hey, if you'd like to find out more about the ministry, you can go to walkintruth.com. You can drop us a note there. We'd love to hear about how the program's been a blessing to you. Walkintruth.com. I would love to meet you. If you're anywhere near the Inland Empire, I have the privilege of being the senior pastor at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona. We're right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. We do two services on Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m. We're going through the amazing book of Exodus, verse by verse, very powerful. We also have a Wednesday night service at 7 p.m. each Wednesday as we go through different books of the Bible as well. We have many amazing Bible studies, youth ministries, children's ministry, a lot going on. The best way to find out more about the church driving directions and info is to go to walkintruth.com and click on the church tab, walkintruth.com and click on that church tab. And don't forget, Walk in Truth is a listener supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events too. Please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us on Monday for part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 24 called God's Triumph Over the Earth. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.